Hello wrestling fans, it's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma in our respective homes, practicing social distancing. And son of a gun, we are ready, as well as our hopefully ever-growing podcast audience, for another big day of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quint? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Underselling me again. Yeah, well, I was looking, I was reading. I was actually reading, I actually wrote down, this is show 14. I was actually looking, I was looking for it. So, hey, I actually wrote it, I was shocked I actually wrote it down this time. <laughs> so we're on show number 14. So Hey, that means we have made it 14 weeks. That's a surprise. Hey, for me, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't got nothing else to do in my life since baseball is completely gone. Yeah, today's supposed to be opening day of Major League Baseball. Not, you know... What's up with that? You know, it's it's horrible. Really? You know, my topper you base. Got to stay in our wall, but it gives us plenty of time to watch pro wrestling. Yeah, that's all I've been watching. Basically, is um, been watching tons of late seventies, early eighties Florida um, for Scott Till. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen stuff. I'm back when I first got into tape trade. I know we're getting way off here, but I'm gonna do it real, this real fast. After I, when I was doing tape trading, I first got into it in the early 90s. I had a lot of early Florida. And I I really, you know, I watched it, but, man, maybe these last two weeks I've watched tons of it. And, man, it was some good stuff. Highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> Switching back gears. I just had to throw that in there. Well, then, uh, I'll go ahead and speak, too. Uh, as you know, we were talking beforehand. I recently discovered... Uh, Bill Hickerson, and have been watching him all week, um, and, and that is somebody I want to watch a lot more of, big physical, big man, uh, with a motor that doesn't look like he should have that kind of motor, so I'm becoming quickly a fan of him. Oh yeah, he's he was good, really, he was so underrated, you know, he was one of those guys that really never left, you know, the area, and um, he could have went and worked anywhere, he wanted to, but he, he was one of those guys that just liked to stay around the area, you know. Uh, all right, so we're doing the uh, CWA Memphis, April 4 of 1987, Evansville, Indiana feed. So that means this show was taped on March 28, 1987 in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so when I pull this up, the music came on. It was a short intro. It looked like the, whoever recorded it didn't get the whole whole opening. Uh so it goes, uh, Lance the Dave at the desk, leg gives leg. gosh, here I go again. I can't never, I always, I start with the horrible thing. Dave, ah! So Dave gives a rundown, he says, humongous, with, uh, did he say Polly dangerously or dangerously? I can't, on this one. Yeah, he, he, he said dangerously on this one. I, I think I that's what irritated me, as you will, you'll hear the entire, the entire episode. Yeah, I wrote down dangerously on this, because that's what I thought he said. Is in the opening match, uh, Hunter versus John Paul, Jeff Jarrett and BT Express in tag team action, Patch and Knockin' singles match, and the main event's gonna be a six-man action with Boy Tony, Big Bubba, Mighty Goliath versus Paul Diamond, JT Southern, Soul Train Jones. And Lance says, son of a gun, sounds like we need a extra hour for this show. So, um... <laughs> Hello. Oh, I, I don't think they needed an extra hour. No, I was going to say, extra hour, I think we'd have lost some viewers. <laughs> but hey, hey, Lance also says, we have some big wrestling news about Tom 
Tommy Rich and Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes, we do. And let's don't. Hopefully, we won't forget the big news. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So they cut to the break. Uh, they come back to the studio, straight to Lance doing a standing interview, and out comes Polly and Humongous. Um, like I said, I don't, like they kept going back and forth on dangerously, dangerously. So I don't know which one they called him at this time. It, it annoyed me the entire fifty some odd minute. <laughs> he just kept they kept going back and forth. Saying it, so I don't know which um, which one. So I'm just so what I did after that, I, I wrote down, no lie. After that first one, you know, I noticed he started changing it. I in my notes, I just put I would put down Paul E. I'd because <laughs> I didn't know which one they to call him. So they kept switching back and forth. So uh, well, I, I know I know this in the promo, Paul called himself Paul E. Dangerously. So that's the one we're going with. Okay. All right. That's okay. I'll just still because I'll read my notes. And I'll just I'll just say Polly, but we know. So um, Polly starts talking and says, first of all, he says Lance Romance. Gosh, do I look I'll be huge? He goes, Gosh, do I look good on TV? But he didn't say Gosh. But um, yeah, when he said Lance Romance, I was, I was like, yeah, it was really good. Um, he uh, he called Bigelow Easter Egg Head. Uh, Talked about him getting suspended for helping Lawler put Tommy Rich out of action, which none of us know that right now because no, because <laughs> uh, of bad booking in editing, editing, editing. Ed, gosh, edit. Help me here. Editing. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and he said that uh, Lawler bribed and paid off the uh, the AWA committee. And um, so he, he got uh, got cleared, and uh, Bigelow got suspended. He said that um, oh, what did he say? Uh, something about the um, he said. What else did he say? But he said the, he got paid off. He paid off the committee, bribed them, called in his one that one favor or something like that. And then he, and he said, and I can't remember what he said. It. He said something else before they went to the ring. I know he said he was planting the seeds for his dangerous alliance, uh, which I like, knowing that years later we would actually get to see in WCW yes. all these dangerous alliance, which, besides the Four Horsemen, had there never been a Four Horsemen, that would have been the most talented group in wrestling. Oh, the first dangerous alliance, yes. Whoa. Was that, it was what, uh, Austin, Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and... Um, Zabisco. Zabisco, yeah. And Rude, at, at a certain point, with Medusa. Yeah. It's all Hall of Famers. Yeah, and Rude, yeah, Rude come in there a little, like, like a couple months. I think, uh, didn't Zabisco leave and Rude come in with Medusa? Didn't they slide him in there? Yeah, I think Zabisco, Zabisco left uh, and stopped wrestling so much. Because I, I know uh, Arn wasn't the biggest fan of tagging with him. Yeah. Well, at least he, at least he, he didn't have to tag with him in AWA. He would have killed him. He'd <laughs> go twenty minutes before he'd lock up. So, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I got okay. The, I, I got that in, and he said, uh, "I put on notes." I said, "This is the first time I mentioned the Danger Alliance, the year of living." Uh, he said, "We're gonna be." He says, uh, "We're gonna be hurting punks." We're gonna be in the year of living dangerously. Yeah. 
said, uh, we're going to be hurting punks and saying 87 is the year of living dangerously. And that's, and that's what he said right before, the, and that was the first mention of the Dangerous Alliance right before they went to the ring. Um, and also an ECW pay-per-view name. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Was that their first one? Uh, no, their first was barely legal. Okay. Then the second one was, was that the second one that, that I can't remember. <laughs> I just can remember. It may have been. I just remember the first was bar- was a barely legal because I had it on VHS. I did too. <laughs> I think everybody did. <laughs> um, and I put on your notes, people that, that has only watched the loop tape, the A, show A loop tape, still don't know what happened to Tommy Rich. So they're talking about putting Tommy Rich getting put out by Waller and Bigelow, and we still don't know because somebody has really dropped the ball on this biggest angle they were. I'm just saying, man, what? Just think of this angle. You know, if they said this was the last, you know, big year, this, you know, this drew money and everything. Good grief, what could it have done if they would actually put some time and effort into it? You know? Absolutely. I, like if, if before this interview, they would have played the clip so that. People could have known what Paul was talking about. There's no, that, that's all it would have taken. They still haven't shown. They didn't show the. I mean, spoiler alert. You don't get to see the clip till next week. Yeah, it, it, it it's been weird. Um, no, no consistency. No yeah. continuity. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, and they they said this is the. You know, they drew from it. You know, when they actually, you know, at the shows when they actually had the matches. If they would have put, I mean, just think how they get, they would have really done, you know? It just, it's it's crazy. Okay, now so they go to the ring. The graphic has humongous with Polly. It says dangerly on the on the uh, on the graphic, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's that's what I put. Yeah, sure did. I said graphic has Polly dangerously. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was Ron Nation. So I was like, who in the world booked this? Hey, Ron Nation and Trunks, though. I didn't even get that far. I was like, I've just seen somebody die. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, the, the match was uh, was 30 seconds. So, yeah, I can see where that could be easily mixed. And I was thinking, they really don't want him to come back. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I put in there, Humongous Jumps Nations at the beginning. Uh, Humongous uh, tries to do over the... Um, Trying to say the old gimmick with the old hockey fight where they pull your jersey over your head. He pulled it backwards. Did you notice that? It, yeah. It, it was behind it, him. It, 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 it was pretty ridiculous looking. <laughs> I, I think they just wanted to give him somebody bigger to beat. Yeah. Yeah, he was, Run Nations was really tall. But it just... Yeah, and thin thick. Yeah. But I was just like... He tried to do the hockey jersey fight gimmick, and he pulled it back. It was like, and I know didn't Calhoun come over there and then and undid his arms, and I was like, you know, he. I think he did. You know, it's usually, I think he did it because he knows. Okay, if this guy's arms ain't free, he's gonna get killed because neither of them know what they're doing. You know, so I think he actually went up there instead of letting. Cause he kind of. I mean. He only, you know, he, he only they might get a couple shots in, and he'd get over and, and undid his arms, like, really fast. And I was like, I think he did it to, to you know, be safe, because neither of them, you know, and the sloppy as humongous was, 
you know, I think he did that to, um, to save old boy from really getting hurt. Uh, as I put on there, uh, yeah, Calhoun comes over and helps him get his arms out of his jacket. Um, a couple shots, he whips, uh, whips him in the ropes, gives him a big clothesline, and I put, if Nations had one that had it jumped up to take the back bump, he would have got his face smashed in. Yeah, yeah. Humongous swings for, for faces. Oh, gosh. He got him really like right in the throat, maybe the upper chest, maybe lower throat here. But if he would have just came in like normal and wouldn't have been already jumping up in the air, it would have it would have just smashed. His face would have just been demolished because he sling. He's oh gosh, when he slings that arm. Uh, see what above. Then he hit him with a leg drop for the finish, and Paul he had the line of um, something about he said. Um, Another one, we're going to send him to the hospital. He said, I should, uh, I should get interest in Memphis General. Because I'll be mad. Oh, crap. I should uh, he endorse. He should buy stock in Memphis General because yeah. he's going to build people up in the hospital rooms. Yeah, there you go. I'm getting tongue-tied again. <laughs> yeah, invest in Memphis General, which is their, their big hospital down there. Uh, so we, he goes, we're going to be sending a lot more people there, which is probably the truth with Humongous. <laughs> also, he was really complimentary of, of Dave and Lance, which I like that it is different than what Bruno's doing. Yes. Bruno's just there and rags on him, tears him down, yep. while Paul's calling Lance, Lance Romance, and calls Dave the finest weatherman ever to become a wrestling announcer. Yeah. He, he, he gives him a little, he gives him a little, little, little shine, but a little, you know, kind of a, a little smirk with it, you know what I'm saying? It, but it's not like yeah. yeah, like bro, just cheap heat tear down, you know? Totally different style. Okay, uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Okay, buh, buh, buh. Polly comes back over to the desk, uh, starts talking about Lawler, Highland Rich. Uh, talks about Lawler being a half a man and, and um, while he's doing that, Lance is holding, you know this, did you notice this? Lance is holding the mic, Paul Lee grabs it, and goes to bring it up, and Lance just crowbars that mic, and, and won't, he didn't let, because he knew it. Paul Lee was going to try to take the mic. Lance did not let him take that mic. Well, and, and any uh, professional wrestling announcer who's worth their salt won't let you take it, or get irritated when you do. Yeah, but he, Paul Lee had it, he was, he leaned down, saw it, and Paul Lee raised up, and Lance, you see Lance just, he crowbarred that mic and was like, nope, buddy, you're not taking it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Paul Lee, you can tell he noticed, he's like, uh, he's not, I'm not getting the mic. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you're, it's like, you know, they might not get to the back. And Lance might be like, yeah, let me tell you something, kid, don't, <laughs> that's my mic. This is Memphis, you don't, you don't grab my mic. <laughs> but, um. So they, uh, let's see, did the thing that talks to, uh, uh, okay, oh, he says to play the video, he says he's got the video he wants him to play, he says, uh, he had his camera crew float in to come down and play the video, so Lance says, okay, play the video, it's Tommy Rich laying in a bed, a water bed, that is, and talks, uh, about the same stuff, about Lawler getting the world title shot instead of him, was what started this whole thing from the get-go in January. 
uh, talks about Lawler and Bigelow hurting him and some kind of. And then, did you hear what he was talking? Did you hear that awful sound in the background? I felt like that was a baby. I thought it was a dog, like somebody stepped on a dog's tail or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, I can't rewind and figure out what it was. I think it was a dog. But I mean, it was like really. I, I got baby from it, but it was really. I was like, what? Well, I did not understand what happened. <laughs> it's like it's like they don't edit nothing out, you know. It's like no take two. We're just going, you know. Hey, it's tape. We're Jerry Jerry's like, nope, we're not spending no more money on tape. <laughs> so, yeah. I did like, because obviously they're talking about the injury to Tommy Rich's groin. Yeah. And he he makes the comment about how there's going to be a lot of broken-hearted ladies. In that's exactly what I got. That's the, good. That's what I got. I said, after the, <laughs> after the the horrible sound, then he finishes up with a lot of broken-hearted ladies in Memphis right now. <laughs> and Jerry, oh, you're going to pay when I come back. Then he comes back to Lance and Polly. Polly talks some more and calls Lance romance again. And then he leaves. Uh, Lance says we'll have the story on Bam Bam Bigelow in a few minutes. Um, now I put it on there. Note: Still don't know how Rich got hurt, even after he we saw him laying in the bed. <laughs> so, so they cut the break. It goes to, uh, to the Evansville rundown for Wednesday night. April April 8th, 1987. Uh, Randy Hells is standing there instead of Lance. He's doing the, um, the Evansville uh, card. Uh, he plugs up to upcoming spot shows for... I can't say it. Maringo. Maringo, there you go. Maringo, Indiana, and the Henryville, Indiana shows. And he says, then Wednesday night, two big matches, return of Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, Southern Tag Team match, uh, Soul Train Jones, BT Express, against Bubba and Goliath with Bruno. He says, we'll have a Lumberjack match, Pat Tanaka versus Jeff Jarrett. And then we have a Strap match, Austin Idol versus Jerry Lawler. That's then um, Austin Idol and Polly walk in to give the match plug. And we get a first time we actually get, as I can remember, first time a live match plug from Idol, not taped. This was the first one we've had it where he's actually live, wasn't it? Well, was it live? I figured they just taped it in uh in Evansville that week. No, no, I'm like saying is, no, I'm saying is it wasn't you know, when they did the match plug rundowns, everybody's It wasn't shot down to a pre tape, there was a ring yeah. announcer in there. Oh, okay. You yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was, was actually um, where he came in that walk where his first time he's actually walked in to do the match plug on the rundowns. That's the first one we've ever Idol was dressed down. He was wearing like a turquoise hoodie. <laughs> he was getting ready to leave, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're doing this card right now. You need to do one this time." <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, did, I did like Paul Heath talking, and he, he let he let Austin do most of the talking because you know Austin Idol's good promo. Oh yeah, but he Paul Heath got his lines in, and one of them was brilliant. Uh, Bloomington has the Hoosiers. Evansville has the losers. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I got on yeah, so here, and then um, I got on here that says, um, I don't tell, <laughs> he tells Randy Hales to move out of the way, punk. <laughs> when he, Randy Hales. Yeah, so at some point, he grabs the microphone, and Randy Hales just has to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he just, Randy Hales like he's about to wet himself. 
Um, let's see, what else on here? Uh, talked about the match, the whole thing where they're doing it every week uh, with Lawler and Idol where Lawler's asking for the match. Lawler don't want to do it, and he says they wanted... He asked for the match, with, and he said he wanted to be... Uh, 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 he, he wanted to be tethered again. Other two together by steel chain. That's steel chain. Uh, Lawler wanted leather strap, but Austin Idol enjoys being whipped with the strap. And that's what I said. That I said that Lawler, Lawler said he wasn't going to do the the chain. That he would he would agree to doing the leather, and then uh, I put on there. Then <laughs> then Idol talks starts talking about about the girls like getting hit with the leather and and uh, starts getting into that. And I put on here a little risque for Saturday morning TV. Then he starts talking about Lawler praying to God, Tammy Baker, Jim Baker, and Oral Roberts. <laughs> Which, you probably don't know who any of those people are, do you? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know who they all are. Okay. Well, I didn't, I'm just making sure. Yeah, you, they all are. I, get, I get the references. Okay, you're, I didn't know who was a little young, because Laurel Roberts is actually old for that time period. I mean, Baker and Jim Baker and Tammy Faybaker, they were really big in the news around that time period. Oral Roberts, not so much. He was a little earlier than that, so... I didn't know if you would actually got all of them, but oh, well, kudos to you, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Yeah, he got a little talking about getting whipped with the leather and the girls, and I was like, wow. They don't censor that, but they censor out nuts <laughs> or balls or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So. They censored family jewels one time. Yeah, family jewels. Yeah, but they leave out talking about women getting whipped with leather and all that good stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> come back to the studio. Lance is already start is already standing. Starts talking about Idle and Rich. So Rich is getting. Hold on. Okay. Uh, talks about not Lionel Rich. Uh, Lionel. Lionel. Lionel Rich. I can't talk. Um. So Rich getting nut busted still hasn't been shown. On the loop tape, and he lances. They've been talked about it, I think, four times in the show already. Um, so uh, he starts talking about that, and he intros Eddie Marlin comes out with, um, and Lawler comes with him, and uh, Marlin walks right in front of the camera, camera shot, and he walks so much into the camera shot, he goes straight to Lance, and the camera goes almost completely dark because he blocks the whole camera. Do you notice that? Yeah, uh, this is the problem in a lot of the show. Uh, Lance having to direct traffic. Oh, no, I got it. Yeah, there's a big one later on. <laughs> um, but the other one, though, uh, later on, that he, <laughs> I, you know, that guy was close. But, okay, Eddie Martin's been on TV 100 years. He should know better. So if you're going to walk and go straight across, don't walk right towards Lance because you're going to be right in front of it and you're not going to be able to see anything. Uh, so I'll put it on there. Um Lance asked Marlon to explain the reason Bam Bam Bigelow was getting suspended. Uh, Lawler talks about the um, Island Rich fines and suspension when he when they busted his nuts. And basically, I, I think Lawler, Lawler came off a little whiny to me on this, talking about he think he thought Lawler, uh, Island Rich should both been suspended, fined and suspended uh, when he got his done. Um, then he said that they just got fined and. He talks about how they got fined too. He paid his fine, and um, and they said that Bigelow refused to pay his. 
um, pay his fines. Um, and he, so he goes to a video. Did they show the video right after that? Yeah, yeah, they, they shot to the video. Okay. And it's funny because Jerry pushes to the video, and then Eddie has to get some words in, and he kind of really poorly reiterates what Jerry just did, yeah. and then he shoots to the video. Yeah. And I know Lawler has to be thinking here, like, I've just done all this. But the thing is, they shouldn't have had Lawler come out there. They should have just had Eddie Marlin. Since he's the Ford authority yeah, figure. Did Eddie, could Eddie carry that promo? Yeah, because he had been short and sweet, and they could have let... Because the main thing was Bigelow's video. You know, I think Eddie could have talked, because he didn't need all that talking. Basically, he could have come out there and just said, you know, the reason, here's the reason why, you know, um, Alan Rich got a suspension when they did this Lawler. So that's what the committee, you know, the rules committee, um, the same thing, Bigelow decided he wasn't going to pay his fine, and he sent this video into, you know, basically, short, you know, shorten it down more than Lawler, you know what I'm saying? I think it would look better, because he, you know, because he's, uh, but if they were going to do all that talking, though, yeah, Lawler needed to be out there. But I think they could have shortened it down just to the, straight to the point and let Bigelow's video do the talking. I think he would have been okay. Uh, so they played the video, and, um, uh, there's a lot of screaming on it, wasn't it? When he, he was like, just... It, 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 was, it, was, it was a lot of screaming. He started out pretty mellow for, for Bam Bam. Yeah. I really enjoyed the promo, not for content. Like, if Bam Bam's not going to cut this, like, really thought-provoking promo, but it was tremendous. Like, I just like the setup, and I don't know, it, it legit felt real. Yeah, it, 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 to be so green in the business, it, 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 it did come off as it was real, that, you know, yeah, he wasn't going to come out there and give a, you know, like a, a Bachwinkle, you know, interview or or, or even a a, a a cactus jack. You know, you know, say on the other end, he was. You know, his was. He did it his way, and it was good. If he tried to run out there and did another, you know, try to. You know, what I'm saying, I guess the way that do a way he, you know, it, it, it worked. It was perfect. Promo, a guy that looked like that is missing a tooth and has a tattooed head. Yeah. 400 pounds. The promo is that guy should cut. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's one, yeah. Exactly. He did it. He was part, it was dead on. It was great. Um, yeah, he was, he, <laughs> um, hey, that's, he had a lot of screaming. He got the, and he started screaming and, um, um, didn't he like throw his, throw his chair and, Told the his chair. Uh, told the committee that they could kiss his, and they bleep it out. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much yep, it. Which was really and uh, then they cut back to the studio. Lance apologizes uh, for the language. Alar says Bigelow got thirty days. Alar says it's um. Oh crap! Uh, might cost him another five k before it's all over. Uh, Bigelow actually went to Japan during this time. I think it was his first tour, maybe, I think. It should have been his first tour, yeah. I think it was his first tour, because he, he went to Memphis in 86, then he went to um, World Class, where they made him a Russian, which made no sense. 
And then he came back to Memphis, and then he went to Japan for a trip. Yeah, because he was actually supposed to come back after his tour of Japan. He never came back. Um, he pretty much blew up after that. Uh, so then uh, Lance and Dave, and Lance says, they were uh, ready for some more action, my boy. And um, I don't know if they really like being called my boy, but... <laughs> But it was, it was, that was Lance, so that's the way he talked. You know, he didn't, he didn't mean down, he wasn't down talking Dave, it's just that's, that Lance way he talked, you know. So they cut to the ring, the graphic has the Hunter versus John Paul, the ref, the ref is Jerry Cajon, uh, Bambi's with Hunter. Uh, this is John Paul's first uh, match for over two months. Um, I remember a while back they said he hurt his leg or something. Uh, I thought he might have went to AWA, so I went and looked up the some records. Uh, because I th remember he he uh, was in AWA for a while with, and then they uh, he was doing jobs and stuff, and they put him with Derek Dukes as the Top Guns. So I looked to see if that was around that time, but it was he didn't start after after his Memphis run, so he actually might have been hurt. Um, because uh, I couldn't find him working anywhere else at the time. So he actually might have been hurt uh, being out. I got They both started off with some arm drags. Did a little, good little chain wrestling. Um, then the Hunter got some heat. What do you think? Uh, how do you think? I think it was a good little you know, start there. Little Trade the arm drag, some little chain. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, um, I didn't like because the Hunter had been doing like some actual wrestling. I, I guess I'm back and forth on it. Hunter's been doing some actual wrestling during his heat, yeah. uh, but this one, it was, it was literally nothing but chopping meat. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, um, the, the heat was. We're talking about the, the beginning, though. Yeah, no, the beginning was great, and that showed that both guys could wrestle. I, I, I did miss seeing Hunter doing some of his, you know, fat suplexes and stuff like that once we got into the heat, um, but I, I get it, you know what I mean? The, the heel's not supposed to be a, a good wrestler, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I get it. I get the point that the heel shouldn't do flashy stuff, but I've gotten used to it from the hunter by now, so I was a little disappointed in that. Mm -hmm. But no, the opening really good. Yeah. And I got a jump so we got a sweet little comeback. Yeah, I got a little comeback. Got two drop kicks. Did a back drop. Uh, elbow uh, on the elbow. <laughs> shot him in. Yeah, he gave me two drop kicks. Gave him the, uh, the back drop. He fed up, shot him in. Gave him the elbow. Did you notice Hunter didn't bump? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. I don't yeah. know. Like, and uh, then he goes for another backdrop. Hunter gloms him, and then hits him with that beautiful power slam for the finish. That power slam look was that was beautiful. I mean, it always looked good, but it really looked good because it, it 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 was it was really sweet. And I, I put on here. I've been uh, I've been watching back and watching the technique of that because I think I want to steal that. I just like the snap on it. Yeah, he his power slam was so crisp and, and looked so good. It, it was really good. Um. I put on here. I would have loved to seen these two work a longer match, uh, like at the Coliseum show, you know, and, and gave them a little time to work. Cause I think, cause I, I think they could have a really good match, uh, you know, if they gave them some time. Uh, cause John Paul's starting. Yeah, really, I, I agree. I'd love to see an arena match with them. Yeah, cause John Paul's really starting to get better, a lot better. So, um, so they cut the break. It's the Evansville card. Uh, Randy Hales is doing the rundown again. He plugs the two spot shows again. He gives the whole card. His first match is Brickhouse Brown versus Paul Diamond. 
Which aren't they both babyface? Yes. Another bad editing. Something didn't. Either they had either something happened. I don't know. It was supposed to be a baby well, it, baby match. Yeah, either that or they just did a baby baby match because that's what they had. I'm wondering that. I I'm wondering that. Um, well, see, I, I looked up Nashville's card uh, for because this was see this was for uh, the eighth. Um, the TV show I said it was, it was April fourth, so I looked at Nashville's card. I'll run down Nashville's card for that night. Uh, it's almost the exact same card, but. Uh, so this first match is Brickhouse Brown versus Paul Diamond. Second match is Bucky Siegler against Jack Hart. Uh, Jack Hart is Barry Horowitz. Uh, Bucky Siegler is from... Him and Jack Hart both come from Florida. Um, Bucky Siegler, I think it was his dad that wrestled in the 70s, early 80s. Tommy Siegler, I think it was his dad. Um, third match is uh, JT Southern versus The Hunter with Bambi. Uh... Fourth match is Mr. Hilo, Mr. Shima with Tojo versus Vic Steamboat and Alan West. Vic Steamboat came up uh, from Florida with Sigler um, uh, and Jack Hart. Okay, this is what I don't understand. Why it? Why didn't they put Sigler or somebody else and why and have um, uh, uh, Alan West against the Hunter since they did that big angle? Thing with uh, with uh, Bambi the week before, you know. Maybe they're trying to slow build it. I don't know. They referenced it on the show later. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it seemed like you'd have that on your house shows. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> no attention to detail. All right, so then they go to the fifth match. It's Rocky Johnson against Boy Tony. Six matches: uh, Soul Train Jones and BT Express going against Big Bubba, Mighty Goliath, and Bruno for their set Southern Tag Titles. Seventh match is Jeff Jarrett against Paul, uh, Pat Tanaka in a lumberjack match. Um, I guess I'm like I don't hear. It doesn't say if it's a fan lumberjack or just a regular lumberjack match. Eighth match is the Lawler versus Idol strapped together. I put no babyface plug match plugs on this rundown. So I got Nashville's card um, for the for the fourth. It the first match there was Paul Diamond versus Boy Tony. Second match is Bucky Siegler versus Jack Hart. Third match, JT Southern versus The Hunter. Fourth match, Alan West, Vic Steamboat against uh, Mr. Hilo, Mr. Shima. Fifth was uh, Bubba and Goliath against BT Express and Rocky Johnson. Sixth match was uh, Jeff Jarrett against Pat Tanaka Lumberjack match. So they only had six matches. Um, so these uh, usually most of the loop matches are the same, on the same week are the same, uh, but the Nashville had Paul Diamond against Boy Tony instead of the Brickhouse, and the Brickhouse weren't even on the Nashville card, so I don't know. <laughs> so we go to we come back, uh, come back to the studio. Lance is standing, and he goes, "Yowza!" And then yeah, we had a bunch of Lance words on this one. He was really excited. For I think we got. Time. I think we got actually two yowzas in this show. He go, they stand there, goes yowza. Uh, Bruno Patanaka. Um, hold on. Okay, Bruno Patanaka come out, and I put note. My note is twenty one minutes into this show, and this is the first time, first time Bruno has has been on camera. Wow, because usually every week he's out there. If he's not there at the first of the show, he's out there at least the second and at least three times from then on, you know? 
And they're 21 minutes in, and this is his first time he's been on the show. That was refreshing. Yes, it was. I mean, I like Bruno. I've always been a fan of Bruno. But I never realized how much they they had him on the, on the TV too much. Way too much every week. Um, uh, so, let's see. Uh, okay. He talks about his $5,000 bounty on the BT Express mask. Uh, Bruno shows the uh, cash because he says that uh, nobody's taking up on the offer because he thinks, he's like, how? He said, people are saying, how can this little, what, how did he, he put himself down, which I thought that was bad because he always talks about him looking, himself looking good every week, you know? Yeah, it says, it says something about not looking like he, sh- he hasn't shaved, he hasn't combed his hair. Yeah. Uh, but how, how's this guy supposed to look like he has money? And then he says, I don't have to dress like I have money. I've made plenty of money in this business, to which anyone nowadays knows you're working a method. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he shows that cash. He opens up his little bag, shows that cash. You know, Jerry Jarrett was at that back door, man. He's like, there's no way anybody's getting out this door. Uh, he's going to count every dollar. Yeah. And uh, I was going to take a little thing about me with some money one time, but I don't think we've got time about it to talk about it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Tanaka talks about the Lumberjack match, basically talking about Jeff can't run so, and all this and that. So they cut to the ring, and this is some more bad editing. They cut to the ring, and the graphic says, Jarrett BT Express versus Eric and, and Thunderbird. Um... The music hits. It's like I said. They got their new music is cameo. Word up. The pop isn't as loud. I think. I think the music. The people. Uh, I don't think the people like the music. Their music. You know, they're getting a pop, but yeah. not like like it used to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it, it's weird. The pop wasn't as loud. Um, and I. I don't know. I I like the song, but I don't know if I like it for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, for them, it don't... You may be Brookhouse Brown coming out to word up, but Jeff Trick, Billy Travis, it just don't... Yeah, you know? <laughs> Both these guys are going to end up hitting each other, hitting other people with guitars for a living. It doesn't... I, you know, is, I never thought about that. That's crazy. All right, so they... uh let's see, Bubba. Uh, Thunderbird and BT start. They work the arm. Um... So T-Bird takes an elbow. His feet don't come off the mat. Last week, remember he looked like he about broke his ankle? I watched it this week. They shot him in a game that, um, the double elbow. His He don't kick his feet up. Yeah, specifically that right foot. The yeah. left one comes up a bit, but that right one, oh, it's scary every time. Yeah, so I, I watched it. I was like, man, because I remember last week you said, you talked about how, you know, and so... Uh, and I put he uh, Keith Eric comes in, took a floppy backdrop. <laughs> oh yeah, it then, was ugly. And then uh, Jeff goes for an elbow. Uh, Eric moves on the elbow drop. I don't think he's supposed to move. Uh, uh, I don't either. And then awkward pause about who takes over. Who yeah. takes over right now? That's yeah, what I said. I said I don't think he was supposed to move. Uh, Jeff was supposed to hit the elbow, but Eric moved. Uh, Jeff bars the arm after a little um, <laughs> do-si-do with each other. Didn't know what was going on. Then, did you notice after Jarrett finally barred the arm, Eric iggied his leg. Did you see that? Yep. He iggied his leg, pulls Jeff down, goes over, 
He pulls it down by the hair, tags in the, t the Thunderbird. He comes in, nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not, not a thing. In fact, it's funny. Eric's the one who, who messed up, and it looks like Thunderbird's taking the butt whooping from it because uh, old BP's a little fired up. Yeah, I put again, Niggy. I said, he comes in, there's nothing. No feeding at all. I said, I don't think uh, Thunderbird knew what to do. I don't think he knew what the Iggy was. I think he's so green he had no clue that he was giving, you know, giving the Iggy on the leg. Um, I said, so I don't think he actually really knew what, what, what you know, what to do. Now, but uh, Jarrett goes uh, goes for the arm, uh, but somehow ends up in a, you know, say, he goes for the arm, and Eric goes, and all of a sudden, Somehow he ends up in a headlock. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, what the crap? It was, <laughs> it was like, confused, total confusion. Then uh, uh, <laughs> Travis, about BT comes in, slams him, goes to the second rope, and did you, see, <laughs> did you see Keith there start shaking the rope? And Travis almost lost his balance. Yeah, and that's something I like to do as far as a heel tag team. They shake the rope and the baby face goes up. But man, you gotta you gotta watch how, how much you shake it because that baby face eats it. <laughs> Better hope they don't get hurt. Yeah, but he man, the, the whoopee cushion halfway across the ring that followed was great. I know. I said then he come, he loses his balance, and then he drills Thunderbird with the cannonball, <laughs> then double stomps. <laughs> Ooh, and that double stomp was there. And then, Kevin he, told that. and then he picks him up, throws him in the corner. Uh, grabs Eric and just slings Eric over the top rope. <laughs> he was mad. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's a, he was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We get the weirdest two. No, we get the weirdest two tandem move offense there is. <laughs> the BT bomb and the Jeff Jarrett drop kick, which it seems like it should be done in the other order. But the promoter's son is the drop kick guy. But man, that drop kick was beautiful this week. It, oh yeah! It was right up there, man. He he laid that drop kick. It was set it right up here on his face and shoulder. Got the pin. Oh man! <laughs> but he grabbed. I don't remember why he grabbed Eric and slung him over at top. <laughs> it's like every week Keith Eric tries to go into business for himself. <laughs> yep. It's like I love when he's on there. It's like. I mean, I see his name on the graphic every time. I'm like, yes, he's going to do something. He's either going to kick out early or just... <laughs> he's going to do something <laughs> every, every time. He, he, he's determined. He's going to try to start an angle with somebody. I know. <laughs> he's just a... Yeah. He's like, one of these movies, they're going to they're gonna notice me. <laughs> they're noticing you, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. So they... Okay, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh... So Lance starts talking. He's gonna. He's setting up to cut the break, and Thunderbird walks right in front of the camera, and it almost goes to dark again. <laughs> he pulled an Eddie Marlin. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's like, like, like I said, this episode was riddled with that stuff. <laughs> so they cut the break. Uh, goes to break. Was a commercial break. Comes back to the studio. Lance is standing, and Soul Train's music hits, and it's blaring today. Really, really. Oh yeah. And Lance says, hear that noise? Yowza! <laughs> I told you he at least got two yowzas. Because I hear that noise. Yowza! And I think he was probably saying, cut that crap down. 
And then here comes some. This has made no sense. Out comes Jeff Jarrett, BT Express, and Soul Train Jones. What the crap? They you know just Jeff put his his ring jacket back on for this interview. Uh, this was called bad editing. This was when they edited the loop tape. This was supposed to have been before they had their match. I'm saying this got so. That's what I'm saying. It. This was the worst. One of the worst edited shows I've ever seen for a studio show. I, I, I like my my thoughts better that he went back and goes, "Gotta get my jacket off for this interview." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so they come. <laughs> I, I can just say, <laughs> "Gotta get my jacket." I think I've killed Quentin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's just. I don't know why that just tickles me. <laughs> just picture that. Okay, <laughs> let's see. All right, <laughs> they come out. Lance starts talking to Jeff first. Uh, Soul Train Jones don't know where to stand. First, he stands. Are you blocking everybody? He stands in front of Lance with his back. He's tilted toward the side. Got his back toward the camera, blocking Lance. <laughs> Doesn't know where to stand. And, <laughs> and I was like, somebody please give him the Iggy. Jeff talks about the Lumberjack match with Tanaka. Finally, Lance tells Soul Train Jones to move. <laughs> I guess he was like, he, he's like, okay, I'm finally finished talking to Jeff. He's still standing there. So he finally does to move to the other side. And <laughs> he, said, he says, head over the other side so everybody can see. And he moves to the other side. Then he gets behind Jeff and you can barely see him. Then. <laughs> and he gets behind Jeff then. I'm like, he wants you. Like, he had no clue where to go. It's like, man, I just kept laughing. So, um, so Tyler Train Jones and he starts talking and says, "Bubba Goliath are big, but dumb. Me and BT are powerful and thatch." I think he meant to say fast, but it's. To I'm pretty sure he did. You think he said fast? I'm pretty sure he meant to. Yeah, oh yeah. I think he, but I can rewind like five to, and it sounded like he said thatch. Thatch. And I was like, he got, I was like, man, he got more tongue tied than me. He said, we're going, he said, we're going to put damage on them, baby. And I was like, all right. You're powerful thatch, and you're going to put damage on them, baby. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and BT talks about Bruno's uh, $5,000 on the mask. Um. Uh, now put in <laughs> my notes. I put, "What in the crap was this? So out of place." I said, "The editing." I said, "This has gotten past ridiculous." I said, "Jerry Jarrett, Jerry Lawler better never ever put anybody else down about their booking abilities in an interview ever again." I said, "Cause this was the most unorganized booking of a TV I've ever seen in my entire life." And I said, then it, uh, <laughs> but just unbelievable. And then it cuts to the ring. The graphic is Pat Tanaka versus Paul Diamond with, uh, uh, what did I just say? I'm sorry. Pat it's Tanaka versus Diamond. David, David Haskins. Yeah, I know. I messed up, sorry. Pat Tanaka with Bruno versus David Haskins, Jericho Hunter's your referee. And you can tell this is so out of place. I mean, it, uh, you can tell the, the way this, I don't know what happened to this when they edited this thing. Um, usually they just edit out 
the Memphis stuff and just slide stuff, you know? It's like they, somebody just come there and just chopped it all to pieces and just threw it together and just said, okay, well, let's put it here, there, there, you know what I'm saying? Didn't even, I don't know. But you can tell this match just kind of seemed out of, out of, out of, out of what wasn't supposed to be this part of the show. Uh, I put on there nice wrestling from uh, Tanaka and Haskins. I said, Haskins got a lot of shine before Tanaka cut him off. Haskins looked really good in his shine, didn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know who looked really good, though? Bruno, before the match, jumped into the ring, then went to the other side of the ring, jumped out into the floor. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bruno gets in the ring, walked to the other side, jumped over the top rope into the floor. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> but, no, you're absolutely right as far as Haskins. Tanaka uh, gave him a ton. Yeah. It's not going to cut him up got his heat. only thing I didn't like was, it seemed like, I don't know, somebody, it's like, did somebody have a meeting before and told the Hills to just, to be more cheating during their heat? Because it seemed like, you know, the Hunter was just more, and it seemed like Pat was just more punching and kicking in it during his heat than normal, you know? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, and I was wondering something similar. However, like like I've always said, with, with Tanaka, I can watch it. He, he buries his strike so yeah. much. Um, speaking of which, this is where we get our race slur of the episode. Um, Bruno has a really interesting term for martial arts. Man, I missed it. How did I miss it? <laughs> it, it rhymes. I must have missed it. It's a term for Japanese Americans. It rhymes with the word slap. He would call it bat slap. I missed that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. He said it two or three times. It was cringe. I think because I'm really starting to tune him out now because he's been on Today was the first time he had been on that much. I guess I'm just starting to because he's out there so much. I think I've actually started tuning him out, so I guess that's why I didn't catch it. And there, oh, wasn't, no. a, and there yeah. wasn't a black guy in the ring, so I didn't think he'd say anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Right. Um, but, and, and, I mean, Haskins even got a comeback. It wasn't a good comeback. Uh, I, I feel like he didn't know what to do in a comeback. So it was literally like 112 punches that were all bad, body slam and an elbow. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, all he had in him. Yeah. But, um... That cuts him back off with that, that, that cross chop well, he did. Well, actually, he hit, a, awesome. he, did, he hit a nice flying elbow drop. Has oh, yep, yep. On his comeback. Oh. Yeah, and then, and then after that, it was just yeah. cross chop and yeah. beautiful bridging German. Oh, well, yeah. It was the safer one we've seen. Yeah, I was noticing that was the best looking one that didn't. I mean, it still looked a little, you know, because he, 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 you know, high, he does that high, that arch with him. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, oh, yeah, he. he but uh yeah right, this right. is the safest right. one we've seen so far out of the ones he's done but it's, you there's know. a point on his bridge um any, any old school like carl gotch fan um carl gotch would always talk about when you're doing a wrestling bridge you always try to get your nose touching at the three count when he lets go of haskins his nose is on the mat 
I believe it because he come from that Matsuda school. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, because he come from you know he come from the um, Matsuda and you know he come from the what they call it, snake pit down there because his you know yep. his, his dad uh, uh, Duke uh, I can never say his name right. Uh, Tanaka's dad he was he owned some of the office down there in in Tampa with Masuda and Graham and all of them. Um, that's where Kiyomura. Yeah, there you go. I can never say it right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he. So I'm sure he got a lot of uh, learn how to do that bridge out of there. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, then Bubba, he uh, then he takes a few uh, kick party. I put he gave him a few parting shots on the way out. A couple kicks. Um, they cut to the Super Tour '87. It's same main towns. Uh, they've added a, uh, some more, a few more spot shows towns. I'm not gonna go into that because it'd take forever. We got about five minutes. Um, but I did notice some of the town's dates didn't match up, like Marigold, and it didn't match up with uh, the Marigold Town, the date they have on the Super Tour uh, thing, and the, when they do the um, spot shows on the the uh, weekly um, Evansville thing, that date and the, and the spot, the date on the um, Super Tour don't match up right. So I don't know if there's some... They might have had some miscommunication and we had to read book the thing. Uh, so they cut to the Evansville card rundown. It's Randy Hales again. He runs down the spot shows again. He forgets what town he is at first and pauses for about four seconds. And then you're, I guess he, uh, somebody Iggy said it was Evansville. Uh, he plugs the tag match, then the lumberjack match, then Jeff Jarrett comes in, uh, plugs his match with Tanaka, Lawler in to uh, plug his match with Idol. He talks about how he wanted the match night idol, basically the same interview the last three weeks of they're going back and forth on who actually asked for the match. Uh, they cut back to the studio. We're going to their main event. Lance is standing with Bruno, Hunter, Bambi, Bubba and Goliath, Boy Tony. They all was out there at one time, which I didn't understand why Hunter was with them. Uh, Hunter talks about Alan West grabbing Bambi last week and uh, talks about how, how uh, he hurt her hip her leg or something, and Bambi, for the first time, actually talks and showed a little fire. Did you notice that? Yeah, you know, it was short and sweet, to the point, exactly. it, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was, it's I like, expected the worst when she moved the microphone toward her mouth. I did, too. I was, like, I was like, oh, here we go. But, yeah, it, yeah it's like you, had, you got to write. It was short, sweet, to the point. She showed a little fire. It was really, I was really shocked. Uh, Bruno says, uh, Soul Train Jones looks like a walking Mr. Potato Head. That could be racist, or it could. not I don't know. Take it either way on that one. I don't know. Well, it's kind of shaped like a Mr. Potato Head, yeah. so I see it. Yeah. Um, and then I put, Bruno talks forever, as usual. I said, then, then they finally go to the ring. Uh, they'll go to the ring, except for uh, Hunter and Bambi. They go, I guess, back back to the dressing room, because it's, uh, the graphic has Boy Tony, Bubba Goliath, with Bruno, against Diamond, Southern, Soul Train Jones. Soul Train Jones music plays again. And it's blaring again. Uh, notice Tony has new tights. Uh, yeah, and two straps. Wonder why that is. I'll tell you why here in a second. Uh, let's see. I said this is the newest, uh, mainly the thing that, the newest, uh, 
ah, the most manliest thing he has worn in about nine months. It was royal blue butcher with red trunks and royal blue leggings. Uh, above and down the... All right, go ahead. Sorry. I said he looked like Superman. Yeah, he was totally babyface look. Um, except for the boots. He still had those uh, dyed... Uh, those dyed boots he got from Terry Taylor. Um, let's see. Uh, Bubba uh, Diamond start off. Uh, Bruno says the Memphis Girl Scouts are here with us today. Uh, so I started looking. I was like, what is he talking about? Then I noticed there's a bunch of Cub Scouts in the crowd in, in the back row. So he was getting some cheap heat on. <laughs> then Lance <laughs> Then Lance goes. Lance says, well, he's finally picking on somebody his own size. <laughs> I, I, th I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Diamond with a beautiful drop kick, Bubba. He takes a nice big back bump. Uh, Goliath in. Soul Train Jones in. Off the second of the double axe handle. I mean, that was the elbow, sorry. Off of the elbow. Uh, Soul Train Jones, Goliath looked a little lost there for a minute. Uh, it was awkward armbar city. Yeah, they were in armbar forever, it seemed like. Because um, they didn't know, neither of them knew what they was doing. Uh, Let's see, uh, in comes uh, Southern. Uh, they shoot Goliath off, give him a double elbow. Didn't look bad at all, the double elbow or the back bump. It looked pretty good. Uh, Tony come in. Uh, so I put, no, Tony's in, so it's time for the baby faces to shine. Tony comes in, so he comes in so they get to be the bumper. Uh, Lance says Bruno makes, makes him mad sometimes. He'd like to roll him up and smoke him to get rid of him. I don't know what that means, and I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there'd be something else late in that Bruno, uh, Bruno roll-up. Yeah. I put, okay, Lance, that's just weird coming from you. I said, Every, uh, everybody in. Uh, Bruno goes to throw the powder. It's Soul Train. He ducks. Hits Tony. Um, it didn't, didn't really powder up. The powder didn't make a lot of um, visual. It didn't. I guess he didn't have a lot of powder, because uh, it did. You know, doing the big power puff. Uh, so uh, Tony gets covered for the pin. Uh, they cut to break. They come back to the studio, and whoever came, uh, edited it, whoever recorded this, they cut it off because it was Lance and Dave at the desk already talking uh, about the end of the main event. Then Lance says, "So we're." Uh, says, uh, and Lance goes, "We're out of time," and. It cuts to the music and the closing, and the closing got cut off. So that was the show, and we got about a minute and a half to go. <laughs> I want a bad show, except for the editing was just horrible. Yeah, it, it, it was a little out of place. Uh, the matches overall weren't bad. No, um, I, I did like like you said. I, I did hate that some of the wrestling heels that we had had seemed to be dumbing it down. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, overall, not bad. Uh, I'm glad we got to see some Tony, even though he was wearing two straps. Yeah. And this is probably our last time seeing Tony, because Tony, uh, his last show I found him on was the national show for 4-4. So, I mean, 4-8 uh, was his last show. So, I think the next week, I don't think we'll have Tony. I think this was Tony's last appearance on Memphis TV. All right, we got about... Last episode of the podcast, guys. Yeah, we got 20, about 20 seconds. <laughs> um, uh... Next week will be the good show that I thought was this show. Last week I said we had a good one coming up. Actually, the next show is going to be the Barn Burner. Um, so uh, I'll get this up, get on Facebook and everything. And uh, thank everybody for listening. For Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks and God bless.
Bye-bye, everybody.